0: Welcome to Crypto Talk Radio, the podcast for everyday investors like you. Visit us on the web at CryptoTalkRadio.net. And now, here's your host, Leister. Thank you for that, Bailey, and welcome everybody out there on Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Well, you guys, Leister back with the uh, higher quality audio. It's not going to be perfect, and I apologize. Here's what happened in real quick form. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but... I don't have a home office, I have an office, it's not a home office, and it's visually attractive, but does not have what I really want. Acoustics work on two of the walls, they do not work on the wall immediately to my right, which unfortunately happens to house the door, which happens to house the blower for the HVAC system. HVAC, of course, is heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, so if that kicks on for the air conditioner, you are going to hear it, and unfortunately it's somewhat warm. So it's going to come on at times, and I apologize for this. It's outside of my control because I don't have another place because I don't have the dedicated office I had before. Before, I was in a vaulted ceiling, much larger room. Here I have acoustic treatments, but again, it's only on two sides because even if I put something up over here, I can't block the door because if they need to do maintenance, I need to allow them access. And so I'm not at liberty to do the treatments I'd like to do, and I have not decided what is the cleanest way to try to insulate the noise? It's not going to make a difference because even if I treat the the door itself and cover it up, the blower for the actual vent is right above this and there's nothing else I can do on this. So I apologize, but the reason I shared some photos on social media, the reason that I'm working on my physical space is to try to record from a different place that rhymes. So I'm working towards my recording Actually, happening away from the door from the microphone's perspective, it will back up to the door so it will not transmit that sound. This is going to take some work though, and I have to rethink the placement of the microphone. I got to rewire some stuff. I am going to work on it, so trust me, it will sound much better when I get there, but just bear with me. And I do apologize and I thank you for your patience. And by the way, if you're new, welcome to the show. My name is Leister. I'm giving the preface for those that are not new. I had a couple people reach out on various forms of social media that told me that, you know, they listen on Spotify, which is our podcast host, and I appreciate them for reaching out. They reached out different community, community outlets, and I appreciate that, that we always get a chance to see and interact with people that listen to the show. We do our best, and I've worked hard to evolve the show, and hopefully it, it, it shows, it's clear. So... I want to get into some cryptocurrency. I have some news bits today. I'm going to talk about some numbers in the graph because uh, CoinDesk gave me back my tool that I prefer, but I'm going to be focusing more on news. There's a couple of things that I think are worth your time to be talking about. Some of this will also go on the YouTube channel for those that are interested. Let's jump right into this real quick. (music) So I look at coindesk.com and again, I'm looking at Bitcoin for now and I'm zooming out to the month chart, the month chart indicator. They moved it from the top to the bottom. It's at the bottom of the graph. So if you want to follow along, I encourage you to do coindesk.com. Click on Bitcoin in the upper left and you'll get a graph. And then at the bottom, you can click on 1M for one month. The reason I prefer the one month is that it usually, not always, but usually indicates the best path forward for cryptocurrency with respect to the level of red versus level of green. It doesn't always work, but generally it's been pretty reliable for me. And some others will do more technical coverage. I don't do the technical coverage because that's what they're for. Mine is more sentiment driven. So I start at the month chart. I look at where there's more red versus green. Right now, if you look at it, there's more red than green, but we went on a little bit of a run. Bitcoin is at 27 grand as I record this, a low of 263 a high at 26.2, just shy of 20, or excuse me, 27.2, just shy of 27.2. So that's a little bit of a run-up, but it's not significant movement. Where we saw a significant run-up was really on the Ethereum side as opposed to the Bitcoin side. However, it has significantly more red and was able to break up. It's still not a bullish trend. Although it went up, it's not a bullish trend. A low of 15.9, a high of 16.6, currently hovering at 16.5 is good, but it's not a bullish trend. So I want to stress the difference between the two. The run-up that we have is obviously good. There's profit profit potential for you to get, even if it's an altcoin on, say, the Ethereum chain, but it does not indicate a bullish run in the sense that it's going to run up like you saw in 2021. If you're new to cryptocurrency, this is normal. It's natural. It's going to happen. And it's sometimes frustrating because you can't know when we'll get out of the slump and see somewhat of a run-up. There's a number of different things playing in. Number one, North Korea is at it again, talking about nukes and all that stuff. Rocket man, and so there's that. There's the Gary Gensler of the world. He recently came out and did some chatter on his side with the whole spot ETFs and regulations and everything that caused a little bit of sentiment shift. The government shutdown is looming upon us. I'm going to be talking about that very very soon here. And then on a the lesser side, again, we don't have new money coming into cryptocurrency. The money that's in cryptocurrency is being recycled. People are buying into projects off of the proceeds of selling out of other projects, in many cases at a loss. So they're not actually new investors coming in. There's a lot of people that left. There's a lot of money that left. That money has not come back. Since it has not come back right now, we're not going to be able to get anywhere near what we'd like to see. And I want to talk about that specifically with Bitcoin for just a moment. Bear with me because I think it's important that you understand. Bitcoin, for the most part, not specifics because I don't have a specific day, but for the most part, Bitcoin became open and available largely in late 2009, 2010 ish from a trading perspective. And it was made available at a very low price point. Over time, each year goes by, that price increases. It goes from like five bucks to 12 bucks, shoots up to like a hundred something dollars, shoots up to $400. Then we had a dip. So this is roughly 2015. We had a dip back down from 400 back down to $200. When that dip happened, people FOMO'd in. So we had actually more volume than we did when it was a lower price. People FOMO'd in, spiked it back up. It went on another run again, up to $600. So 3X from the $200, this is in 2016 timeframe. From $600, it goes all the way to $4,000. That's significant amounts of growth. In terms of dollars, it's lesser growth in terms of percentage. So although there was more money that flowed in, the fact is it was coming from the same sources. We saw that the very same sources were the ones that were putting money into cryptocurrency going in. And that's not a bad thing. I just call it what it is. It goes from $4,000 to just size seven grand to just you know a little bit over eight grand. So year over year, it's growth growth, growth, growth. Anybody that's listened to my show for any long length of time at CryptoTalkRadio.net will have heard me say, it's never healthy for something to continuously grow. Something has to give, and it's usually a breakdown, and the breakdown is cyclical. We're going to see it, it's going to happen, and then we get past it, and then we go on and run again. Well, why am I telling you this story? We go from 8,000, we go to 10-ish, 11-ish, we go as high as like 40, and this this is when it hit the bubble, right? As high as like 40, high as 50, high as 60, and then as it pops, we start going back down. And we have not recovered from that. So we're still in this recovery mode from that decline, from that significant bubble popping way up at like 68 grand down to 20-ish grand. Just recently, this was in the September 2022, gets as low as like 19 grand. It was not only a loss of money, but also a loss of volume, and a lot of money flowed back out of cryptocurrency. People took those profits away, and they've not come back. Part of this was the Gary Gensler of the world, but something was clear. When you look at the pattern that formed from this, 2010, like I said, was roughly the lowest possible price point you could think of. We had this launch-ish, quote, launch price, growth, 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 crap. And it goes down. When I say crap, it cut in half, right? Growth, 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 bubble, which I call an aberration. The reason I call it an aberration is that we should have gone down. So between 2020, 2020 and 2021, we should have gone down. So you say maybe 11 grand. It should have gone down to maybe seven grand. I'll say seven grand, maybe nine, somewhere in that range. We should have gone down and then gone up. 2021 was such an aberration. If you take, so if I were to do statistics and I were to look at all of the numbers on a graph, I'm going to see this extreme illogical drop. Only in 2021. That makes no sense. If you eliminate that row of data completely from the set of information, you're going to see a very strong bullish upward trend. But, people's sentiment has been shifted by what happened in 2021, or early 2022, basically. This significant popping of a bubble that just completely deviated from all the patterns of data. Because if you take that out of there, in 2022, by the time 2022 wrapped up, we had about 20 grand. Right now, we're at 27 grand. So it's, it's actually an upward pattern. That's what I'm saying. It's an upward trend. If you didn't have this garbage of a significant spike up to 68 grand right in the dead middle, that made no damn sense. So what am I getting at? I say the trend has remained generally bullish all this time, but it takes ignoring what happened in 2021 as an aberration, and you should dis- disregard it not as an indicator of success, but rather somebody was playing with the numbers, right? Somebody was cooking the books. And as a result, exit liquidity happens. Exit liquidity is when rich people get in there and they spike up a price and then they take the profits so they can get money off you. That's what happened. If you accept what I'm saying as likely probable, if you accept what I'm saying as plausible, if you accept what I'm saying as sensible, what does it tell us? it tells us that if the trend is what we see as it is right now, so I'm going to take out the 42 grand or 50 grand or 68 grand, all these numbers that don't make any damn sense for 2021, basically ignore 2021. Or here's even better. Let's assume 2021 in realistic numbers. Based on the trend, it went roughly two grand per starting at 2017. So 2017, we're about four grand. 2018, we're at six grand, just shy of seven. 2019, we're at eight grand. 2020, we're at ten grand. That means that 2021 should have been about twelve, maybe thirteen-ish grand. We say that 2022 is 19 grand, right? Gets us to six, seven, which isn't that bad. 2023 is now 27, which is eight grand. Okay, so if we follow that trend, where are we at? Roughly ten grand. Where does that put us? By the end of 2024, theoretically, we should be right back around. 37 grand, maybe 40 grand, that's not counting for the halving. Let's assume I'm correct. And I can't say that I am. I'm saying, I'm looking at the graph and I'm saying, this is weird. Let's assume I'm correct. Okay. If I'm correct, that means at some point, probably in 2025, by my measure, we're going to have another one of these bubbles. We're going to have another situation where these rich mother fathers are going to come in and they're going to use you for extra liquidity if you're not careful. And I'll always stress that you should be careful in what you invest and make sure it's money you can afford to lose because I can't guarantee any of anything I'm saying. I'm seeing, going off what I see, whether it's actual or factual, shout out to CLC, I don't know. But that's what it appears to me is, okay, if I take out this 2021 business, it's pretty upward trend and we should hit somewhere 30 grand, but it's going to take a while and we're not going to see except when we get to that bubble popping again. And it could be the bubble happens earlier. It could be the bubble doesn't happen at all. I don't really know. Something to pay attention to, something to be aware of with what's going on with this business. The SEC recently came out and they talked about the whole spot Bitcoin ETFs and they basically thumbed their nose up at the Congress because they said, for certain of these spot Bitcoin ETFs, we're still going to delay a decision on this business, specifically for BlackRock, Valkyrie, and Bitwise. We're putting some procedures together to decide if we're going to do it. So they didn't deny it. They're just holding back and delaying this business. This is frustrating a lot of people. This is also causing a bear sentiment because they're trying to get this decision. And they just got the Congress telling them, look, man, you need to make a decision. There's no reason to deny it. What they're doing is a little bit of okie do because they never did deny it. They're just delaying it. They're delaying the inevitable of what should be the case. As I said before, there's really no reason why they should be shutting it down. They're doing it because they're trying to buy some time for the banks to get on, their, get on their P's and Q's and get their stuff and their framework all set up. That's really what it is. Separately, then, for the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell speaking literally as I record this, and he was talking about, as he does, the economy. He believes that right now we've got some slowing down of our economy. We've got jobless claims going up. We've got a little bit of some issues here, and we got to get some corral around this you know, business of inflation, but also... There's a risk, and it's not certain, but there's a risk of the government shutting down. As I said in the last episode here at CryptoTalkRadio.net, I said that the government shutting down would not be a good thing at all, and it's something that we should all be worried about because it's going to affect you, even if it's not for your workspace, but it has a domino effect. It has a domino effect on businesses, it has a domino effect on cryptocurrency, and where people put their money. Here's how close we are on this business. The shutdown, quote-unquote, is scheduled to take place on October 1st. That's this Sunday, if you're not watching the calendar. This Sunday, evidence that it may actually happen this time because they're not able to agree on the budget for the next fiscal year. Now, I want to break down a little bit more, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but I want to talk a little bit more about the downstream impacts that I referred to in the last episode. But basically, what happens is that the government itself and, quote, non-essential agencies and services get shut down because of a lack of funding. The lack of funding is, it's kind of smoke and mirrors. But what happens is, and this was broken down by multiple representatives in the House, but what happens is they have to agree on where money is going to be spent for the next fiscal year. It's not that the government's broke. It is, we simply can't agree where money should be spent for the next fiscal year. Now, you might be saying to yourself, shouldn't they already have had that figured out for like five years or 10 years or something else. They don't work that way because obviously the tax income works on a cyclical per year and money spent out has to match it. They have to match the money they expect to receive and the money they expect to spend and then balance it against the money that they have to print in order to make this all work. So what happens is they have to agree by law to spending for just the next fiscal year. In the past, what would happen is they would get together and they would agree because they're all in alignment with the United States citizens on exactly how they're going to spend the money. But in recent times, as our political system has gotten in disarray, they can't seem to agree on what the people really want because they're all out for themselves. They're doing their own thing their own way. And now you have situations like the Hunter Biden situation out there, the potential impeachment of Joe Biden. You got the Donald Trump lawsuit business. You got the presidential elections in, in loom. And then, you know, Mitch McConnell freezing on the air, Kevin McCarthy, he's at odds with his own party. So the government's not on the same page. And since they're not on the same page, they can't agree on what exactly they should do. Meanwhile, they're not really focused on what the low-level person like you and I have to say about it, because in their mind, oh, it'll all work out, it'll all be solved. The truth is, there's a real strong risk, mind you, that some of you might get furloughed from your company if you work, if your company is one that supports furloughs unpaid furloughs. You might get furloughed from your company. And I'll say, one of my endeavors actually is a government agency, and it's possible that they may furlough. And if they do furlough, it doesn't really affect me. I've got money in the bank, but I know how it would affect the regular person that's out there listening to this. It's not fun, especially because you have bills to pay. You've got a family to take care of, and the government's essentially playing chicken with your money, as I talked about on casualtalkradio.net. Well, this also spins, like I said, over into cryptocurrency because unfortunately with cryptocurrency, that money has to come from somewhere and it's going to be retail and it's going to be institutional. If you have furloughs, those institutional assets are not going to come flowing in there. If you have furloughs, those retail people are going to be paying to keep their food on the table and keep a roof over their head. They're not going to be putting money in cryptocurrency and in fact, The money that's in cryptocurrency now may flow out at a rapid pace because people need to have better ways to spend the money if they're not getting any income. This is a real risk, and I want to make sure you understand I'm not guaranteeing it because I can't know. I am saying that at the end of the day, this is a real risk. It's something that you should be mindful and aware of because it may affect you downstream. And nobody knows what's going to happen because they do this all the time, where they wait to the last critical minute, and then all of a sudden, like midnight before, they'll announce a deal, and then everything gets averted. And hopefully that does not happen this time. The last bit I'll talk about is around Xbox, Microsoft's Xbox. Microsoft Xbox is planning on releasing a cryptocurrency wallet. So if you are a gamer and you have Xbox, and I don't know why you would, but maybe you do, or maybe your kids have an Xbox because you don't game anymore and you believe it's for kids, well then... Cryptocurrency wallets apparently on the plan. This is not developed. This does not exist. This is not a real thing. What happened was there was a leaked document that came out to documents that were submitted to the FTC when they bid for Blizzard, which is the gaming company. Cryptocurrency was part of one of these slide decks where they said, Yeah, cryptocurrency is was on the roadmap. They basically fluffed it. They didn't really specifically say yes or no. They basically fluffed it. But what they're saying is is that they want it to be part of the next console that they release. And they're targeting roughly 2028. So they want to be in cryptocurrency at some point. Now, I'm going to tell you, I think that 2028 is a joke. I think 2028 is a waste of time. I don't know why they're waiting so damn long, but it's Microsoft, whatever. That's what they are, latecomers. I do think, though, that integrating cryptocurrency wallets into gaming machines is a very bad idea. I would support something where we do crypto mining as part of gaming consoles, because if the gaming console has to be online any damn way and they're super powerful, I would like to see people be able to benefit from that horsepower of your computer. It actually was way back yonder when people were refactoring gaming consoles like PS3. The PS3, there were people that were doing the, uh, I think it's SETI at home, they were setting it up for this, you know, calculation thing, and they were using them for that. And you can use them for mining; they're strong enough for it. So that I support, and I think it should be an official thing. They're afraid of it because of the gear of the world, but that's something I would like to see. Hopefully, people do not get too involved in the whole cryptocurrency law on the gaming PC. My last bit of news today is MoneyGram. I talked about it on the last episode. They are recently planning to; they recently announced rather plans to launch a stable coin. Not only a stable coin, but also a wallet to go along with it. This is this is an extension of what I talked about before. So I talked about the non-custodial wallet, but what was not clear was the fact that they actually plan to include stable coins as along with this. And the intent is to use the stable coin to help the transmittal of funds. So I talked about the bank supporting and using of it to help facilitate the movement of money from point A to point B. That's what we were talking about here. The quote, we're turning MoneyGram into a global ATM concept using blockchain, in this case, the Stellar blockchain, and they want to adapt to a world that's not really using cash as much, but you still depend on cash at places. So envision an idea where you got somebody in a different country and you need to transmit money to them and that you could theoretically take and flow money over to a different country But it's using the blockchain technologies, using the stablecoin technologies, so you don't have to worry about some of the money transmittal issues that are inherent with regular fiat today. But on the back end, it could be fiat out because the person in the other country needs fiat in order to pay the bills. So I think that's intriguing, something to keep an eye on. All I can say, though, for this whole business of the shutdown is just keep an eye on it, keep an ear on it. And again, it's possible that it may affect you if it's true that this does, you know, End up happening. It'd be one of the first times that it's fully happened like this. So, mostly the government just at the very last hour, critical hour, they end up signing a thing. So, at that point, you would see like, you know, Friday night or Saturday or something, they'd end up signing a thing and saying, Yeah, we've heard a shutdown. And then they never actually fix it. They never actually get better at it. They never actually improve the process. So, keep an eye on it, keep an ear on it, because it is going to affect you no matter where you are, no matter what you do and how you work. And it will affect cryptocurrency for sure. Because, again, Either that money's, it's probably both. Money flows out that's in cryptocurrency now because it needs to go to a different place. Money stops flowing into cryptocurrency because it needs to be redirected to other things. These are impacts on you. Now, those impacts, I want to stress, are good and bad. They're bad because obviously your job could be at risk. You could be furloughed. Who knows what happens? Your travel could be impacted. Your family can be impacted. Supply lines are affected. Everything's affected. It's all a big Ponzi scheme at the end of the day. But, there is some positive, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. With respect to cryptocurrency, if what I speculate happens, which is money flowing out of cryptocurrency, it creates a discount opportunity. If there are cryptocurrencies you believe in and you think that they're going to recover, and like I said, I just saw the graph looks like it's an upward trend. If I take away 2021 as an aberration, it means that there's a discount opportunity to get into some cryptocurrencies and make some real solid money. Everybody still believes that 2024 is going to be a strong move for cryptocurrency. I maintain that. Now, of course, the competence of our government plays a big factor in how easily we get there. But I still believe that 2024 is going to be a strong thing. I think that we'll get to a point where we see that bubble again, which is a profit opportunity. And if cryptocurrency prices low enough, there are going to be people that FOMO into it. That's also something to consider. It very well could be that Bitcoin goes all the way back down to like $4,000 or some crazy low number. People are going to fumble that, I guarantee you. And you're going to see those rock bottom prices periodically happen. And as I go back to my quote from Warren Buffett, why don't you treat it like a discount? I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I'm telling you that if you believe in any cryptocurrency that you have in your portfolio today, if something were to happen and there are discount opportunities, if it's a cryptocurrency you believe in, Don't be too overly concerned about its negative price movement. Consider that potentially a discount that you can increase your bag because it's a discount opportunity that may result in a profit move. That's how we got to where we're at. It simply took these random points where there's a discount opportunity and the confidence in it that it was going to go back up. Now, if you're in sketchy alt garbage coins or dog coins or cat coins or frog coins, I can't help you out. I'm saying that, if it's something you believe in, that's going to be on you, not on me. It's on you. If it's something you believe in, be have faith in it, have confidence in it. If you truly believe in it, just make sure not to put every every bit of money you got, right. Don't yolo into it. Make sure you got food on the table. Make sure you got a roof over your head. Make sure your people are taken care of. Above all else, but if you got some throwaway money and you believe in the project, by all means, consider these maybe discount opportunities that are far and few in between and a chance to make some real money and profits when they start going back up.